Hey, this is Mike Herrera. You're listening to Magnified Pod. This is a yelling podcast. From poking at you to plans and everything in between, this is Magnified Pod, the only podcast that discusses culture, religion, politics, and the entire discography of everyone's favorite left coast punks, MX, PX. Yeah. And we're back. We back. I am Andrew. I'm John. This is our podcast, and this is our 35th episode boom boom that's, so that's how old i am for another week <laughs> oh that's right Oof. oh crack it open crack them john your your birthday is the ides of march if i'm not mistaken it's true so make sure nobody gets murdered <laughs> um yeah just this beer in my uh, belly that's right just oh no all the all of the alcohol yep we've got we a lot of it tonight got a lot of beer i brought a bottle of uh, the Glenlivet 12 year scotch. It's that good shit. It's that good shit. And we also have water. We just have all of that, all of the liquids. Yep. Phrasing. Um, so we're just gonna, we're just gonna pour this out Do while it. we, while we chat. Um, well, that's, yeah, that's the good stuff. That is. Uh, you can pour as you see, as you see fit, or I can pour it. Thank you. Um, so, uh, I just came from, uh, cheers. Cheers, man. Let's drink. Here, we'll just... That's good, too. Yeah. Just clink them all. <laughs> um, clink them if you got them. So, I just came from having dinner with my dad, who is in town. Nice. Uh, briefly. Uh, he's here for... A meeting with the Covenant Church Retro. Um, in their determining whether or not a particular Covenant Church is getting kicked the fuck out Great. because Great. of uh, their feelings about ink being inclusive to the LGBTQ community. Yep. Not that they have performed <laughs> a, sure. a, a wedding. Just talked about it. Not that they have done anything other than have hold a particular set of beliefs yeah and the covenant church is saying oh no we don't we don't care anymore about uh diversity of opinion we want one you know one homogenous white republican church right pretty much and if you don't agree then you're you're done literally getting kicked out of the denomination yeah so not great no and i am so i'm just um and i'm just filled with a white hot rage (laughs) all the time anytime this comes up yep and you know what i i say fine go go kick out some of the best people and they will and they will then in a way they will be able to fully then fully be able to uh, grow a body mm-hmm. of people and a congregants who feel loved and supported and won't have to walk on goddamn eggshells right. all the time about how they choose to pastor their churches. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. I'm, Good luck with all that. Yeah. Good luck, assholes. <laughs> Does when you when you hear this, um, do you, as also a former Covenant Church dude, do mm-hmm. you feel? Does, like with each passing event, do yeah. you feel further and further away yes. from from the denomination or even your past? Yeah, I think it frustrates me because I felt like, as we've talked about, the college that we went to and that I worked at for a long time and the congregation that I was a part of felt very different from the overall church's um, position right now. But the more that I get away from it, the more I'm like, maybe I was just fooling myself, you know, like maybe those leanings were there and I was just ignoring them and hoping they would get better. But definitely seems to be getting worse (laughs) regardless. But yeah. 100% getting worse. Like actively trying to get worse at least yeah. in our view they're doing active harm right so so long fuckers <laughs> i have i've have, i have so little patience yeah uh left for any of it so yeah. you know the the methodists the right um people in the covenant who are like yeah we so i I, it's, we had, we were getting into the real shit pretty, pretty early. So why don't we. <laughs> no, no MSPX news to, to blow through this time. <laughs> no, we, well, actually, you know, why don't we get into. <laughs> slow our roll. Slow our roll. We'll slowly go the way of slowing our roll. And we'll do a little bit of an update on a, some MSPX news from last week. Mm. Steve Kravak. Yeah. Getting him on the pod. It's it's happening it, for realsies. It is it is no longer happening in a <laughs> hypothetical jokey sense of the word. Right. We we're gonna get that dude on the pod. Yeah. So we had talked about his his um summer bliss in Autumn Tears album that's coming out sometime this spring, late spring at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, no definitive date as of our recording this episode. Um, but he has one track out right now, like a teaser track. Uh, and we're, we're not going to talk about it just yet. We'll, we're going to wait uh, until... We can get Kravak on the pod. Yeah. Yeah, get Kravak back and uh before we discuss any of the music. But yeah, he he's he's gonna do it. So Let's I'm really it. excited. I'm waiting. I don't see uh I don't see a pre order for the record just yet. He had mentioned yet. that that was gonna be part of the deal. Where can folks listen to that song though? They can go to Stephen Bradley.com. That's S T E V E N dash Bradley B R A D L E Y dot com. Um, and the song is called Loose Ends. Mm-hmm. And it's a jam. It is a jam. So You called the album title 
emo as fuck. I did. And then he tweeted about us talking about it and used the hashtag emo AF. So well done, Steve. <laughs> yes. At least at least he can uh at least he's self aware yeah, enough to totally. be like, Yeah, that's it is emo as fuck. <laughs> so I'm really I'm really looking forward to the album yeah. and the future conversation and to kinda you know, this 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 is the first sort of idea of what a Steve Kravak album would sound like. So I'm curious. Yeah. I have I had no expectations really going in. So mm-hmm. it'll be nice to go into a um, uh, into the album, especially with all of the all of the people that he has supporting the album. Yep. So give us your your Kravak questions that you've always yes. wanted answered. Yeah. And we can, we'll compile them. Uh, MXPX has also been in, they've been down under. It's, well, Mike has at least. Have uh, all of them? Um, well, I guess. Goldfinger. Go- <laughs> Goldfinger has <laughs> been down under. <laughs> and Meline Colin. Ah, yes. That's terrible. <laughs> so terrible. Was that a, a Swedish? <laughs> no, it was okay. supposed to be Australian. Okay, do Swedish now. Million <laughs> Colin. Uh, yeah. Oh, million Colin. Million. I like it. This this is just sort of my impression of my Swedish teacher. Ooh, ooh. From did you did you ever take Swedish at North Park? I did not. Okay, so uh, you didn't you didn't have. Uh, Hans, uh, who, um, who, he was an older Swedish man and he, and he had this interesting way of speaking Yeah, and even more sing-songy right. than one would think. Like Swedish chef stuff. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, he, he, uh, he also had this way of, uh, he would get into these coughing fits where we're like, is he literally going to die right now from just, and um, I remember we were, in, this was in Sweden in 2003 when I was studying abroad and he got into a a coughing fit that was worse than usual. Uh-huh. And someone, and he need someone went to go get him some water and it was like a, like a little Dixie cup or something. And... Uh, and then he referred to the Dixie cup as a little mug. <laughs> oh, man. And these just, uh, sometimes the, um, the, I mean, Swedes for the most part, um, all speak English with the exception of the old, the older generations. Mm-hmm. Um, but all younger Swedes, they're taught English, uh, in, in school. So, yeah. Uh, but sometimes there there would be some f- phrases that were lost in translation. Little mug. But there, one of my other favorite ones was this guy Simon. Uh, he uh, he was in our our year uh, at 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 the school and and he this was in 2003 so this was a, a different fashion time and he asked um, he asked us. Why did all? Why do all American boys wear the fluffy pants? <laughs> and we were like, 
What? What is like he? Like baggy? Yes. He meant baggy. <laughs> fluffy. But he, but fluffy I was. Live I live it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a fair question. They yeah. were probably looking better over in yeah. Svenska land. They did. They had, they had the, the tight jeans and the, yeah. and the v-neck shirts yeah they were ahead of the curve their way i mean they had h&m a long time before we did so they they were getting down with the fast fashion <laughs> yeah long before the states was um speaking of sweden mm-hmm. i saw one of sweden's finest this week <laughs> i saw robin in concert yeah i saw those pics <laughs> it was really fun tell me about it um she banged out those jams. She did a lot of moves on stage. Uh, Looks like some outfit changes, too. Yep, a couple outfits. Um, yeah, I don't know. Super fun. It was like, <laughs> I was telling Jenny after, like, I feel like I go to a lot of shows where there's a lot of dudes, and the energy isn't always, like, the greatest. <laughs> yeah. And this was, like, 95% women and nice. gay men in, like, costumes and love stuff it, and it just it. felt like a more positive environment <laughs> yeah i mean I, I get sometimes you know you're you're to your point about shows that are like largely dudes um i just i, I had this mental image of like dudes crossing <laughs> yeah, their arms much. just like trying to be cool as fuck uh-huh. this is this is how i enjoy music right I frown and cross my arms. <laughs> try yeah. not, I don't want to smile or show emotion. Right. I think I talked about, so it was at the Aragon Ballroom here in Chicago, and I think I talked on the pod about how the last show that I saw there was Smashing Pumpkins, and, um, you know, which is a whole story into itself. Sure. But there were dudes on stage who, like, or I mean, there were dudes who, when they didn't like what the openers were doing on stage, we just throw up middle fingers at them, and I was just like, Ugh, just "How how old are they?" Like, older than us, old enough to know better. That's that's embarrassing. So anyway, there wasn't any of that nonsense. I can't imagine someone going to a Robin show and throwing up the double deuce. No, no. Was there a decent opening act? There was uh, this DJ called Kindness who actually just yesterday released a, a track with Robin on it. Um, Ooh, fun. Yep. And there was this <laughs> rapper called Channel Trace, and he had two backup dancers, and it was, uh, it all felt like kind of a 90s revival scene. Anyway, That's cool. This is the Swedish dance pop section of the pod, <laughs> per usual. Yep. Um, That's all I got in Sweden for now. So you've. You have in the in the last year you've because uh, Robin was in your top ten albums. Yeah, it's true. Of twenty eighteen, mm-hmm. Mitski was also. It's true. That's um, another good one. Uh, in your top ten. Yeah. Did you how many how many of your top ten record uh, folks did you were you able to bang out <laughs> in the in the last year um, because. I, I saw approximately zero of mine. <laughs> I know that I didn't go see Janelle Monet when she came because I was like, it's so expensive. Yeah, it's at the that, Chicago like, Theater. Like, oof. I don't really like sitting. Um, um, yeah. So, um, how? So I was I was just talking to somebody about how you know MXPX is playing at the Bottom Lounge mm-hmm. and how I don't like punk bands at a play, some place like the Aragon Ballroom mm-hmm. because the acoustics blow. 
Acoustics yeah. are usually pretty rough for anything there. Yeah. Kind of that barn. Yeah, it's setup. it's it's the high it's the high ceilings yeah. and the mix just gets lost. But in a place like the bottom lounge, it's a tight room. It's gonna be a packed crowd, and I just feel like anytime I'm there, the the acoustics yeah. and the sound is always great. Yeah, so that's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be fucking sick. Uh, the only other one from my list that I saw last year was Low, who I saw sure. play at the Rockefeller Memorial Chapel on the U of Chicago campus. Have you ever okay. been there? No. It was nuts. I mean, it was like a giant cathedral, and they Whoa. played there, and it was a very cool vibe. So. That's high ceilings in a different kind of way, but I'm into that. Sure. Fair. Fair enough. <laughs> um, so we are um, probably going to be taking uh, a break next week because I'm going to be out of town yeah. uh, for work. Um, so this episode is going to have to hold hold people <laughs> over for uh, a couple weeks. So really savor it. Yeah. Uh, Swish it around. Just let me just mm. <laughs> detect the bodies, the <laughs> the notes. Those those John Potter notes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I detect some beardo vibes. <laughs> some beard oil. <laughs> do you oil your beard? I do. I use some beard oil in the morning. Nice. Keep it nice and uh, yeah. soft and I you know lush. I I'm I'm. So for people out there who haven't met me, who will meet me in a few weeks, three uh, weeks from tonight, in fact, who are coming to the show, John has this nice, luxurious beard, and I have an inability to grow facial hair, and part of me would love to know what it's like <laughs> to have like this nice, you know, the sensation of putting uh-huh. all sorts of... You know, oils and lotions and, and into. Uh-huh. I just do that for my skin. You know, right, no, sure. no, but yeah, I, I curl it and then I just. Kind of, <laughs> you get a nice little beeswax <laughs> and curl it up uh. when you're about to throw a damsel into some train tracks. Mm-hmm. Um. So, <laughs> speaking of John and his likeness, um, this is that this could go one of two ways right uh-huh. now but <clears throat> two things i've been getting back into lately i've re- been re-watching the office i haven't re i haven't watched the office in many 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 years mm-hmm. and i haven't seen many of the i don't know if i've seen any of the later seasons okay. so i'm watching season six right now um after just like binging through um, but I've also gotten back into The Sims. Did you ever play The Sims? A little bit, like in college. So, yeah, me too. Um, so it's been a really long time. It's been a while. It's been a while. And remember when we do like Sims speak? That was like a thing among Berg Hall. Just, just nonsense. Talk. Yeah, it was kind of like adding like Lee underwear. It's like, I can't think of good examples now. Anyway. Yeah, yeah the, the, the Sims... It's just all the vocal inflections uh-huh. with no actual words. I think it was like our buddy <clears throat> Brian Dirksen would be like, sometimes they would just add B onto things. So he'd be like, how's your face B? And like, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I was hoping this would trigger some That's, memories for you. But. That sounds that sounds like, that sounds like Brian Dirksen, bro. <laughs> just get him on the pod. 
Um, <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> the Office. Yeah, The Office. Um, mm. so, the Sims. <laughs> in The Sims. Well, first, why don't you share this uh, <laughs> this text that you sent me? Well, speaking of The Office, yeah, um, we're getting some work done on our front entryway upstairs. So tonight I texted Andrew and said, can you come in the back door? <laughs> and he responded with a gif of Michael Scott saying, that's what she said. <laughs> and I walked right into that one. <laughs> that's also what she said. <laughs> sure. <laughs> anyway, so something with th- that I've decided to do with The Sims, um, and this is, this is what I was saying, it could go one of two ways, uh-huh. that people might think, oh, that's really fun, or it's super You made a creepy. John? I I made a I'm making a magpod nation uh, uh, neighborhood. So was there like Danny stairs in there? I and... made <laughs> I made so far I made you. Okay. I made an April. Uh-huh. I made a Danny stairs. I have me. Um, uh, I I was gonna start. I haven't made Danny Leary yet. He's gotta go in. Um, these so far I was making the people who are. Patreon sure. folks. This is one um, of their rewards. <laughs> this is one of their rewards. I we get to con- choose I get to-, to control your life exactly. in a miniaturized version. Make you live together or yes. die or whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna put Danny stairs in in a closet under the stairs and then remove Perfect. the door. That's the best. Can't wait to see what happens to him. <laughs> or, or I'll put him in a pool and then I'll remove the ladder. <laughs> And he'll just wave his arm sort of up and down. <laughs> yep. Oh boy. So yeah, it's the the likenesses are not great. Um Does he have a little beard, the Johnny one? You yes. I want I was trying to find there are no jean jackets. I was looking for a, a John Potter jean jacket style thing. And mm. I'll have to Maybe I can post some pictures of the likenesses. April's you is should. actually really good. Okay. Um, but uh, <laughs> the F, uh, yours, you and you and Danny stairs are 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 okay. <laughs> the Mine, beard helps probably. The beard helps. Mine is probably the worst. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really got to see these. But yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll have to pull, I'll have to pull them up and 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 show them to you um, in the break. Um, but speaking of, um, some of our dudes, let's, um, let's listen to some voicemails. You can give us a call 872-762-4763, 872-7MAGPOD. Leave us a voicemail about previous episode, about... Letting us know that we're the bomb and we blew up on you. That too. You can also... Leave us a voicemail about how you went to iTunes and you left us a rating and a five star. <laughs> yes, please. Five star review, because this isn't just for our egos. Mm-mm. It helps people when they search for podcasts. It helps them know, like, hey, people like this. It helps people um, discover whether or not they think they this would be something they'd like, and we would appreciate. If you do that, I'm going to throw down a challenge. If we can get two new <laughs> five-star ratings yes, and two new written reviews this week, I will um, sing a song of someone's choosing on next week's pod. Boom. That, that, that might not be 
the biggest. <laughs> Good enough incentive. <laughs> I'm working off the dome here. Um, How about what about some stickers? Hell yeah, if we're some, not above bribery. If someone, if be uh, the first, let's see, let's say, um, if the first, we'll say the first two. Um, if you're the first two people to leave a rating and a review, sure. Um, we'll hook you up with a free MagPod sticker. And if it's the funniest one, yes, then we'll throw in an original drawing. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, we'll uh, we if if you do that, uh, if it makes us lull, we will uh, give you a sticker and we'll do a little drawing Perfect. for you, and we'll send that your way. This is what the people want. Yeah. Um. So speaking of iTunes. Um, remember how we uh, we were commenting on somebody who left a, a review and we're like, we didn't know who that was? Yeah. Um, well, we have an answer. What's up, guys? It's Dad. Uh, just calling to confirm that I am Igranko. Um, that's my, it's been a gaming name, uh, I don't know, for a while now. Jeez. Um, Maybe before my son was born, and he'll be 15 next month. Um Whenever like I first started playing online games, uh, I made the name up. Um, it's a it's a mixture. It's actually supposed to be uh, from Tolkien's Elvish languages. Um, one is high elven and one is low elven. But I my handwriting's horrible. I know it's hard to believe, uh, but uh, so it should actually be Igrauko. It should be R A U K O as the second part. Uh, but the words together mean fell demon. But it's misspelled, and nobody would ever truly mix high elvish and low elvish. You know, can an idiot would do that? So, but in any event, that is me. I do think you are a handsome dude. Um, I would up you from decent pod to above average uh, if I was doing it again today, though. So, anyhow, mad pod for life. Uh, reviews can be oh. edited, I believe. Oh shit! Sorry, I um. Oh, I fell asleep. <laughs> During the explanation of high and low elvish. Shade thrown. Um, well, let's. We're going to need to get some Nick Polk in on that. Yeah, he, um, he's a Nick Polk he published a, token uh, author. He is. Well, uh, token cultural. Uh, cultural critic, critic. or um, I guess what, what he publishes Expert. essays. Sure, yeah. Uh, so uh, to our boy Nicky P. Would or would not somebody mix high and low Elvish? We're gonna to get to the bottom of this because uh, I, I like Lord of the Rings. I'm not an expert yeah. by any means, but um, I don't know. Maybe Danny Stairs is lying to Magpod Nation. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So we this Danny Stairs wants to stir up a little bit of a controversy. Mm. What's up guys, your boy Danny Stairs calling with a follow-up question, kind of building on uh what kind of building on what CJ had asked about if you were making your own version of new revisited poke and action, but it's it's a different question kind of turning us on its head. Um looking at Aaron Sprinkle as a producer, obviously he did amazing work with poke and action and recording it in that garbage can. Uh, and then he did some interesting work on Secret Weapon, uh, not necessarily in a garbage can, but a lot of stuff maybe should have been thrown in the garbage can. <laughs> so my question to you, which Aaron Sprinkle work was worse? 
the way he put up Poking at you, where it's still there's some great songs, some great bones there, but he just recorded in a garbage can. Or Secret Weapons, where Secret Weapon, where again, uh, great bones, there's some good stuff under there. He just overproduced the fuck out of it. Uh, so let me know what you guys think. Magpie for life. Fascinating. It is a controversy. This is not the usual I, Danny Stairs methodology. No, it is not. He's, <laughs> it's, it's taken about, I don't know, nine months for him to start asking us real questions <laughs> and participating. Yeah. Um, but I think if, if we're, I, I feel like the evidence is already there in our ratings of, yes. of the records, um, even though Poconaccia is, I think it's maybe number eight yeah. for me and number seven, seven. for you. Yep. Um, it's one of those records that I, I, I think is only there because it is objectively, it objectively doesn't sound great and it's a bloated record. Um, and I think... Also, Seeker Weapon has has the same issue. Uh, it sounds better, but yeah. it is also extremely bloated. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think it, it, our ratings kind of stand for themselves. Yeah. If you're just talking song for song, which I prefer, like which one has more songs that I like better, it's definitely Poconaccia, yeah. which maybe a lot of people would find to be a crazy statement or something. I'm a hundred percent on board with that. Yeah. And as we've said, I really like a lot of the songs on secret weapon, but just track for track. I mean, whereas it was really difficult to lose some of those Poconaccia songs when we came up with our shortened version, I could lose plenty of secret weapon and not feel too sad about it. Yeah. Um, and also some of like some of the secret weapon tracks, uh, I like, I like the, the guest spots that they have. Little Mikey Mo. Little Mikey Mo, a little Louis D. That's right. Um, it, it really kind of flush flushes those um yeah those tracks out and I think those are the tracks that to me really shine. Some of some of the others that kind of bum me out like punk rock celebrity or top of the charts mm-hmm. um or you know sad sad song you know those they don't they don't do anything for me but like angels or you know chop shop or you're on fire you know those those songs yeah those they sound great and they just jump out and they're um but even still um there are more songs on Poconaccia yep that are there for me agree so we we talked last week about you stealing and me lying yes to get some stuff danny uh-huh. stairs has some uh he's coming he's coming to his defense what's up guys your boy danny stairs um i just start off by saying it's super cute how great your guys' moral compass is <laughs> and the guilt that you guys had about these uh john's little stamp and andrew's <laughs> stolen water bottle or where he cheated to get the answer or whatever super cute um I never really had those issues with feeling bad about anything I ever stole. Uh, but, you know, those were all crimes, uh, alleged crimes uh, when I was a juvenile. So don't, no, no worries, I'm going to jail for that. Um, and, and I would like to clarify, I did eventually start buying NXPX albums. 
probably like um, starting with Ever Passing Moment and then everything forward. It was just I got that first one, loved it, and then just had to real quick stock up on everything else. <laughs> I didn't have that kind of funding at the time. I would continue to steal other things, other uh, CDs, but I would buy the MXPX stuff because I was like, I really like these guys. Um, so that's that's just the only point of clarification that I wanted to make. Um, and I've made amends for my, my sins uh, by contributing uh, significantly to the Kickstarter, uh, et cetera, and so on. Anyhow, Magpop for Life, Sulu, motherfuckers. Uh, what was the other one? I forget. There was something else now that we can sign off with. Please, not everybody. All right. Yeah, I don't remember. I what don't the even other... remember. There was, there was something else. Something, we'll, yeah. we'll have to look it up. Um... Uh, yes, thank you for turning your life around and, and putting yeah. money behind the things you, you support now. Yeah, I, I'm curious. I'm curious. You know, he's like, I gotta support these guys. I'm curious what what the other bands. He's like, fuck these guys. I'm just, <laughs> gonna just, continue to steal gonna, these. <laughs> continue to do the five finger discount on this, and who gives a shit? Yeah, I um, I I started doing some googling because I wanted to find see if I could find that water bottle. Um, the, that dare water bottle that I nothing. I, nothing I found I found one image of only one dare water bottle. So, okay. and I um I tweeted it. I think it was tweeted at MXPX memes Danny Leary. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. There are a lot of dare water bottles out there, apparently. What? <clears throat> no, I think it, it it. I don't think it was. I think it had. It, no, I think it was this one. Ooh, that one's cool. The the one it was a red top. It mm. was a. I remember it being a sport cap. That was the more <laughs> the more important thing. Uh-huh. It wasn't. Uh, I don't think it was that black one. Do you think it's in the garbage today? <laughs> Where do you think it is? <laughs> or you returned it to the officer? Um, I don't. I I think I think he let me keep <laughs> okay. it. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna um, let this one slide. But uh, just, I wonder if I have it still. It'd be funny if I did. He's got a really thick Chicago accent in my head every time I imagine this. He's like, hey there, yeah. you fucking kids, <laughs> stealing the fucking water. Ooh, here's a water bottle that I want. Double Dare Live. A Double Dare Nalgene. Live Nalgene. That is the shit. Remember when Nalgene's were like huge when we were in college? They were huge. That kind of stopped. Yeah, it did. Um, because... Um, People didn't want to have plastic water bottles anymore, right, right. and then the aluminum water bottles became, and then stainless steel became a thing. I've got a glass one. Then, then the Life Factory glass bottles. What is this? Is this Life? That's not Life Factory. What Beaker. Is this? Oh, that's not a brand I'm familiar with. Well, it's very sleek. It is very sleek. Uh, so speaking of speaking of sleek? accents. Huh. <laughs> My dudes, how, how you doing? How you doing? It's your boy, Nicky P. Uh, hello, dude. Uh, just That's wanted good. to try out my terrible Italian accent uh, because uh, two episodes ago, you guys are bringing out the accents, and terrible accents are my favorite, especially <laughs> terrible Italian, Italian ones. I mean, what are you going to do? You know? So, <clears throat> anyway, oh, which reminds me, you know, my favorite, especially my favorite Italian accent that's terrible is bill haters al pacino and speaking of that i'm surprised that you guys haven't brought up a lot of politics lately mm-hmm. and i'm surprised you guys didn't bring up the michael cohen thing i don't know if you want to 
But Bill Hader did a great impersonation of Jordan, and it was fantastic. Anyway, want to know your comments and your thoughts. Um, number two, second point of business, is talking about the cover, like the cover on the cover three. I don't have ten songs, but I've got five in mind that I was thinking of. And number one, I think it would be fun if they did a Bowling for Soup song. Those were like my boys back in the day. Uh, I think that them doing Emily or Girls All the Bad Guys want, that song, those songs would be sweet. Rancid, I think if they did Ruby Soho would be pretty cool, and Mike would be able to, you know, show off his fancy bass skills. Um, three, number three, uh, is, oh, with Five Iron Frenzy featuring Five Iron. I think it'd be sick if they covered All My Best Friends Are Metalheads by Less Than Jake. I think they could make that pretty sweet. Uh, number four, more modern, contemporary, uh, would be the song No Case by Masked Intruder. I saw Andrew post the vinyl that he got the other day, and that man is fucking sick. And I think that song has some good bones that MXPX could make their own. Um, and then number five, Hear Me Out, but uh, Crazy Bitch by Buck Cherry. Best contemporary punk song uh, in the past 15 years, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, let's see what else. Oh, I have another point of business. I'm running out of time. I'm going to call back with another voicemail, MagPod, for life. Okay, so... Lots to go through there. Yeah, Michael Cohen talking about accents. <laughs> so let's uh, tackle that first. I feel like my go-to, my typical go-to accent is kind of like fake New, New York, York Italian yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because <laughs> it's just kind of like this fucking guy. He's like, hey... I'm going all get over here, you fucking prick. I'll show you. The, the gestures are a lot of it. <laughs> yes. Andrew is gesticulating. I, I always, I always do the, the, the two hands. <laughs> oh, gabagoo. I was gonna Ma say gabagoo. That's kind of my. This um, is like Sopranos. Yeah. Viewing so, right here. I don't know if we've talked about um, uh, Pete Holmes's bit where he talks about how that there's like acceptable racism and that uh, making fun of Italians is still something is that's not controversial. Right. You can like, he, he, he talks about uh, Mario, the Mario brothers <laughs> and he says, it's a me Mario <laughs> It's like he says. It's like they're making fun of an immigrant who's just trying his best. I mean, he's done pretty well for himself. He's done. He's done all right. Um, but anyway, I have in the trouble with my green card. Select player. <laughs> Nick, I think oh. there's only thing, only one thing I gotta say to you. It's ice. <laughs> Oh man, oh, oh, boy. Um, Wario has always been the ice of <laughs> yeah. the, the Mario games. That's true. Um, but the only thing we would say to Nicky P is, "Get the fuck out of here!" Calling up Tosh, get the fuck out of here! I don't know. <laughs> I did. Um, I did like Ben Stiller as Ben Stiller has been great as Michael Cohen. Um, 
so the one thing I'll say, I did watch, I'd say I watched 80% of yeah. the, of the hearing that day. Um, so this is what I'll say. Um, I became very annoyed with the Republican line of questioning because first off, it wasn't really questioning so much as it was. This guy lied. He's a liar. Right. He lied once. He's going to prison for lying. Uh, <clears throat> did I tell you yet that he lied? They put up giant poster boards liar, behind liar, people. Liar, liar, pants said. on fire. Yeah. Super and nuanced. It's like, this This is this is Congress. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? That's so embarrassing. But also, if your argument is somebody lies um, at a hearing or lies at one point, um, then they're no longer credible. Mm -hmm. Bro. Your president that you're defending yeah. is a compulsive liar. Yeah. You can't use that same argument when the president can't not lie. He Trump is the kind of guy who lies not because he not because he needs to but because he doesn't know how to tell the truth and he lies about he lies about stuff that you don't even need to lie about uh it'd be like is this car blue this car this is it this isn't this this car is like it's the most beautiful blue there's no other kind of blue like it there is no other car that has this shade of blue like you you like it would just he has to compulsively spin some story about right. how other how he's the best something he's done is the best yeah or it's many different. people are saying this blue has never been seen before yeah. and i was the first one to see this blue <laughs> No Believe other people, people can Believe see me. this color blue. I'm the only one who has the vision necessary to I, see this I kind of blue. I have the particular rods and cones in my eyes to see this shade of blue. You know, and I that when you have that <laughs> rods and cones. <laughs> um. Anyway, so yeah, I did. I I was very happy that Bill Hader was on that SNL and he crushed it. Um, the one thing also about that whole, that whole, that whole bullshit was like, um, uh, was it Jim Jordan who was like, Hey, check out this black lady that Trump knows. Oof, that, was, and, that was tough. And then they're like, um, uh, AOC and, um, um, God, what's her name from, from Michigan? Yeah. Um, they're like, hey, um, so this is kind of racist Fred. to use a black woman as a prop to, because you're <clears throat> literally saying, I'm not racist. I have a black friend. I have uh, family members that are people of color. 
Um, Rashida Tlaib, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Rashida Tlaib. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was not cool. <laughs> yeah, and um, <clears throat> and then they're like, they had to stop the whole hearing to comfort the white guy who was upset right. when he got called out. And I'm just yeah. like, is there anything more quintessentially white and white privilege than to be called on some of your racist shit right. and then to get all <laughs> your, right. your, your big crocodile tears over? It's like, yeah, see, this is the thing. When you get called on your racist shit, you don't get to be the victim. Right. And so that whole part was, it was just stunning. Yeah. I was stunned. Yeah. That this was happening in real time. <laughs> it just, I think, uh, for me with it happening, it was just like, I can't even get myself to feel any possibility that this could mean something significant. <laughs> like anytime there's like, here's proof that he did this thing. It's yeah. kind of like, eh just like keeps moving along i don't know i yeah i guess i stopped getting my hopes up that any of this could mean anything significant a while ago maybe that's a defeatist attitude but yeah i mean i'm not hinging anything on michael cohen yeah um i mean it can only be good that stuff like this is happening but right i feel like well we got him it's like well we got him like as soon as he stepped into office yeah I think AOC's line of questioning. Yeah. Uh, the freshman Congress people were the most prepared, it seemed. Yeah. But they had pointed questions where um, they were setting things up to say, mm-hmm. who were these people that knew these things? Who would know about these things? Yeah. And giving the re- giving uh, potential for those people to be to be brought in to be questioned rather than asking Michael Cohen about did is there a tape of Trump hitting Melania and right, just like right. does he have an illegitimate child like those are come on guys yeah that that was such that was not like let's and, and Michael Cohen's like no I don't know I've never seen any of that <laughs> right because he's like, I'm telling, I, I'm literally showing you a check that he wrote. Yeah, yes. Like, let's focus on that. Let's let's focus on the actual evidence rather than right. trying to. We don't need more. Like yeah. all the stuff that exists already is <laughs> crazy enough. We yeah. don't need to find the P tape. Right. You know. Yeah. There's worse than the P tape that <laughs> yes. is here, and we're just ignoring it. Yeah. Um. I mean, at least we can. Though, though, if the P tape does exist. I'm not saying that wouldn't be amazing. I'm sure. just saying it's... it's oh, it feels so good. You like it. I, this pee, it's golden like everything else in this room. It's uh, the finest pee that hamburgers and french fries can produce. I love the hamburgers. Uh, hamburgers. Gonna, I forgot about that. It, isn't, um, it, isn't it insane that... Hamburgers is something that we have already uh, forgotten. Yeah. And he also served fast food again. Again, you idiot. I can't. The, it's just there's so much nonsense. So much. And oh, boy. T- t- the fact that we we just move. <laughs> did you did you see that that quote um the, of, of the the tweet that he was like uh 
something about from Hannity's program about how this is like a new a new McCarthyism. <laughs> chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. Ack. <laughs> I assume that's what he was referencing. Yes, he's. Yes, Kathy uh, fans are called McCathys, as we all know. Yep, and and this is this is why the the Green New Deal it's it's a form of McCathyism because it's going to replace it's going to make uh, everybody go on diets. Right. <laughs> oh boy! Now it be. sounds like we're doing a Boston accent. It's a new form of McCathyism. These McCathys. Um, We've really been all over the place. This up. That's true. Well. Uh, people like our terrible, fi- our terrible That's accents, right. so uh, they can deal. Um, on to his second, the second part. Okay. Uh, his his on the cover three. Ah. Um, so, uh, are you are you a masked intruder fan? I we've talked about them, right? Like, I think I really only know them from you talking about them. Okay, they they rule. They're yeah. from they're from Madison. Um, they wear different colored masks, and the whole theme of the band is that they're criminals, and all of the songs are about them getting arrested and stealing things and <laughs> yeah, going, to, to... going to court and standing trial and breaking out of prison and things like that. And um, I, I, like their identities aren't known. Right. Um, but somebody... Um, messaged me the other day after I posted this new album and and she's like oh my my fiance knows all these guys and I'm That's like cool. what <laughs> like you know who they are get them on the pod get them on the pod yeah I I don't I don't expect them to be like any well-known punk dudes but sure. um, some people have tried to say um, I wonder if they're like actually the guys from Chicks Dig It or something, mm-hmm. but they're they are not because I'm pretty sure Chicks Dig It is from Canada and Masked Intruder is from Madison. Yeah, and not only that, but uh, they sound different. <laughs> Sure. So there is there is that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and was was what was there else that he was saying? Do you remember what else he said? <laughs> I don't know. Don't There's know. a lot. He has another. We talked about. Uh, hello again, my dudes. Uh, it's your boy Nikki P. Voicemail part two. Uh, and then number three, third point of business, is the Poconacha question. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually didn't hear Poconacha until I was in college. I knew it existed, but. Um, I probably didn't find it until like 2011, maybe. And at first I just did not like it. Um, but I also didn't listen to a lot of like hardcore punk stuff. Like, um, I didn't discover minor threat until probably, you know, my senior year of college, maybe. But, um, as I've gotten, as I've gotten deeper into the whole of punk rock, I think that I, that's what she said. Come to appreciate the album more, and I'm gonna come oddly come to its defense because I mean it's number ten on my top ten MXPX album list, but not because I hate it, but it's just I just don't it's not my favorite as far as quality. Um, and I had the same experience I think with as Danny Stairs where I heard slowly going the way of the Buffalo first, 
I mean, everything after that. But I think trying to re, I don't, I don't think we should remake it. I don't think we need, it needs polish, maybe some trimming, but I don't think it needs any polishing. I mean, the whole minor threat discography, if someone tried to redo that, I just couldn't listen to it. I mean, I just want that raw, shitty, crunchy, hardcore punk kind of sound. Um, it just fits for the time and where they were as a writer, as they were as a band. Um, and I think it goes the same for MXPX. You know, nowadays, if they were putting that poke in that shit, I'd be like, well, what the fuck? But um, they don't do that. But I think you should just leave the album as it is, as, um, you know, what it was for its time. It was fantastic, and I think it still holds up as far as it's a, as a hardcore punk album. Anyway, super long messages, but I had to talk to you guys. Many smooches. Magnified Pod for life. Peace. It's an interesting... <laughs> Interesting take. What do you think? I've just been so fascinated by all the Poconatcha feedback we've gotten because it's, it's like so is, all over the place. It's all over the fucking place. But there do seem to be there does seem to be a contingency of people who are like, I discovered it way late and wasn't into it because I didn't like harder punk until later. And I think for us, we liked that at an earlier age, so we were just more ready for it. Yeah. Um, yep. So maybe that's a fundamental difference, but. I know. I, you know, I I think it's an interesting an interesting argument that well let's take this other iconic band and their works and if we re you know mixed them or whatever would it be the same and I think it can be done you know I don't I'm not saying like I don't know. Like, I would be fine with them just remixing and not re-recording. Yeah, I, think, I don't want a re-recording. No, I, I don't know. I don't remember what we said on, on the episode, but, you know, I think if they just remixed it, yeah, I would be perfectly happy yeah. with that. And, and not even, like, you know, I would take, I would without even trimming it just just as is if it if it was remixed um because you can still have that crunch in that edge right without without mixing it to in you know into like a squeaky clean mess yeah you know? i think that's what we said on some of the the 10 years and running tracks was like i don't want like i want the scuzziness of Poconatcha to be retained but I think when they did their best work with the remixing on that record it was like keeping the original vibe intact but just improving the levels and like we said not making the guitar so much <laughs> dominating the other sounds and right so anyway thanks for your thoughts Nick thanks Nicky P um and we have one last voicemail. Hey guys, we have three more weeks and I'm going to be in Chicago. It's going to be so fucking loud. I can't wait. Um, so yeah, I want to talk to you about this song called My Life Story. Um, by the way, there's a reason I like it so much aside from the fact that it fucking rocks. Um, but it's kind of like actually my life story. So, please don't hate me forever. I'm better late than never. And I'm still actually not going to give you my cover list because 
I have a notebook that I wrote down a bunch of stuff on, and it's not with me at the moment. So that's going to be another voicemail at some point. Um, Boo. <laughs> you have... I mean, stretch out that content. We, we, we get it. <laughs> yeah, all right, fine. So go ahead and call me out all you want, but I usually slash always make good on my promises. So that will be coming. Um, anyways, about my life story. Uh, first of all, it's a fantastic song. Um, and I do think that it's an opener, and it's always going to be the opener. However, what I think is going to be, well, I guess not going to be, hopefully going to be really, really, really awesome, is that if on Friday in Chicago they open the show with Friday tonight, yeah. um, I'm saying it here just in case it happens. I called it. Um, I think that would be super rad. But otherwise, like, I don't know. I think it's a great concert opener, and I think that you guys will enjoy it, even though you like to complain a lot about, you know, things not being the way that you want it and all your, like, old MXPX that nobody wants to hear. (laughs) Open with study humans or nothing. (laughs) This is a false narrative. (laughs) This is a Tom C. narrative. Yeah, yeah. April, you've been talking to Tom C. a little too much. My my suggested set list was very heavy on newer material, for what it's worth. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what I had as the opener. Yeah, we're, it wasn't. We're, uh, it wasn't Friday tonight. No, but I'm it was gonna, one of the. Let's old... listen to the remainder. Did uh, we post this? We did. Okay, and we'll listen and then we'll, we'll okay. get to it. Um, because, I don't know, we just like better quality stuff. Um, but, yeah, anyways, fun fact, I think that My Life Story is the uh, first song that Tom Tuchilla heard and what made him like them. So I'm guessing that will make Andrew love the song even more. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm sorry for the, like, confusion. I don't know what's going on with me, but I think that normally I just, like, text you when I hear something that you say that I want to talk about. Talking to Andrew. Sorry, guys. Um, so I must have just thought since I didn't respond um, about the things that I thought that John said that he didn't, that I just assumed it was him. So I had to leave a voicemail so that John could, you know, hear my response. But anyways, I suck at life. Um, I'm very sorry about that. Also, John, um, Pisces Unite. And yeah. there's a reason that we like Red Starbers. I mean, like down to the core, it's, it's all in the stars. Um, so yeah, I guess that's it for now. Love you guys. See you soon. Bye. Good we, stuff, April. We won't, we won't hate you forever. <laughs> um, so my opening for our set list, for our individual set list, was Theme Fiasco, as I discussed, I think, on a previous up, and yours was Rolling Strong. Okay. But we also... Ah, yeah, that's right. We both had number two, Darkest Places. Ugh. Um... I, uh, I unfortunately, I, you know, I, this was, this, my, my 10 song set list would be probably different today than, you know, hmm. but fascinating, but yeah, cause I didn't, I didn't put any new, any, anything from their new album on there, which is a complete oversight, but it was, it, I think what the my rationale was 
songs that I would probably never hear. That's right. We had kind of different approaches because mine was more like, what is the thing they might actually do? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, mine, <laughs> Shanghai and Shanghai with Mike I mean, Bowen. And... <laughs> that would be rad. <laughs> What's up, Chicago? <laughs> There's a... What did I I see that real quick? To cry on, (laughs) Um, because I think I had like, I think I said I basically had like the first four songs all could be openers. Yeah, I had. I mean, five really: Rolling Strong, Darkest Places, Play It Loud, Friday Tonight, Middle Name. That was my first five, and really, any of those you could open a show with for sure. And I would like it more than my life story. Um, Some of us had been listening to you know, three or four MXPX records before hearing their first song, but we're not all MXPX's manager, so. That's... <laughs> oh, shit. Anyway. <laughs> Burn notice. Um, Don't at us. Wait, four? Am I wrong? <laughs> three, right? What's that? I said three or four. It's only three. Th- yeah, three <laughs> albums. Maybe in, you know, life in general. I mean, um, let it happen. <laughs> I'm doing myself no favors. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. This fucking guy thinks he's on an MXPX fucking podcast. Um, oh boy. John, you want another one other beer? Um, yeah. You want uh, that you want that crystal hero or do you want the Whatever you want, man. I think you should try that cashmere. That, that cash? I'll 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 wait a second on so, cracking this guy. So for you uh MXPX Chicago heads, uh-huh. um another Chicago Brewery. That's right. Another app, another Chicago brewery. Revolution Brewing. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Logan Square. Yeah. Um, they are, uh, they've got a giant taproom warehouse yep. uh, brewing facility that's really cool. And they've been, they've been rolling out a whole bunch of different IPAs focusing on a particular kind of hop. Mm-hmm. So, um, I had one called El Dorado Hero. Mm-hmm. There's the Crystal Hero, the yeah. Cashmere Hero. Yeah. Um, and then there's they're probably their most popular one, the an- uh, Anti Hero, mm-hmm. which is just their kind of their flagship yep. IPA. So you can't really go wrong with they're they're just solid. I mean. They're not like mind blowing. No. They're they're good. They're really yeah. good. They're really solid. They got big at a time when like smaller, yeah, like breweries were not so much a thing yet. So it was like the first kind of you know relatively small one to to offer stuff. So at the time it felt very like whoa, and now it's kind of yeah, not um, as mind blowing as others. Half Acre and Revolution, right. I think, were two. Of the, uh, the two craft brewers in Chicago. I mean, outside outside of Goose Island, um, which now is more is is less of a craft beer than yeah. it is. It's a, the, the, it's a beer giant these right. days. But um, Half Acre um, and Revolution um, are, I would say, are probably the two biggest mm-hmm. craft breweries in chicago i don't count lagunitas because they are a transplant from california mm-hmm. even though lagunitas now does have a brewery in chicago 
I I still think that Half Acre makes some of the best beers yeah. in Chicago, uh, Chicago proper. I know there are lots of other breweries outside the city mm-hmm. that uh, have lots of or some competition, but uh, I'm I'm Half Acre fan. What would you say between the two? Yeah, I think Half Acre usually a little more weirdness. Experimental, they're willing to try. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and I know Johnny Potter likes those weird ass beers. <laughs> it's true. If they're if they're throwing something fucking weird in there, <laughs> give it to me. Give me the fuck with the little gabagool <laughs> mozzarella. <laughs> with a little bit of marinara. <laughs> sure. I think I, I think we talked about this off mic, but What's that? I would prefer to try something unusual or that I haven't had before than like something I know I'm gonna like. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I want to try something different. I think that's bananas. <laughs> Unless it's like a banana <laughs> beer, and then I'm not interested. Like, have you have you tried the banana bread beer? Oh, I have had that. Yeah, it's okay. Gross. <laughs> See. Like for me, I look at that and I'm like, "Fuck that!" I'm, sure. I'm not spending I mean, money on something that's guaranteed <laughs> n- not going to be something that I would ever drink again because I know it's just going to be a novelty bullshit beer. <laughs> I'm all about those the spicy beers lately. That's my deal. You know what? I have a um, I have a sriracha beer at home. Yeah, the like the actual sriracha. Yeah, I've had yeah. that too. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's different. See, you know, I don't. The thing with spice for me is, uh, so do you remember when, um, do you remember when uh, the 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 ballast point Sculpin? Oh yeah, was I like, really liked that one. That, like, You're gonna that, say something disparaging about it? No, Sculpin <laughs> is great. It's a great beer. Um, and then they started coming out with the grapefruit Sculpin. I mean the spicy one. And then they made the habanero Sculpin. I really liked it. And I was like, and I tried it. And my the consensus was, I this really just makes me want to drink a Sculpin. <laughs> Without all than, this other shit in it. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I don't, because basically it, it's just, there's no flavor. Well, it's just heat. I mean. It, it's, you're not, it's not imparting any chili flavors. Sure. It's just, I'm assuming they just have some sort of an extract in there to make it hot. I think so. But I, I I started getting so into that that when Jenny would get like, my wife, my wife, <laughs> very nice, yeah, would start getting some standard IPA beer that I was sick of. I would cut up a jalapeno and put it in there because that made it more exciting. You know, that's that. I'm I'm not opposed to that because an actual food, you know, you're gonna impart sure. you're gonna impart some of the flavors of the actual chili. Sure. Um. So, John, you know, we need to talk. We need to do uh, hot sauce. You know what we should do? We should do our own version of hot ones. I like it. At some point where you and I, we do, we get some hot sauce. Yeah. We'll do like three different hot sauces. Okay. And we prepare three questions for each other. This is a good idea. And... We're just gonna rip off, <laughs> right. we'll rip off the hot ones segment. Yeah, uh, hot ones show. I mean, we've plugged them on the show, so 
we'll bite their content. Yeah. Um, but I think if we if we have three separate hot sauces, and then we ask the person a profound question that would require some thought. I like it. I don't think I would make it through the the rounds of levels of hot sauce as far as you would, but. I mean, you're. I mean, I'm not. You're a spice lord. I, I mean, <laughs> am I? I like spicy stuff, but I feel like, as we've discussed, once it gets like not enjoyable, like painful, I'm not interested. No, I'm not. I'm not talking like. I'm not saying that we need to do like ghost two, pepper like or anything. Two million Scoville. Sure. Um, but like, I, I'm I'm a spice I'm a spice fiend. But I'm I'm sort of in that same vein where I would rather enjoy the food than like be in pain while eating the food. Yeah. So I tend to emphasize the hot sauce flavors than. Um, sure. But I there, trust your judgment. But there is a good. I find like I do like a little bit of pain. Um, <laughs> sure. You know I want to be able to feel the hot sauce. Uh huh. <laughs> um, I want to be able to feel that chili. <laughs> feel that spicy chili Mm -hmm. feel those tears fall right out of your face (laughs) right out of my goddamn face (laughs) um so uh on that note um are we done with voicemails we i don't think we have well i guess we do have this was uh i don't know maybe we'll we'll cut this maybe we'll just make this for uh the patreon we'll see Okay. Another Danny Stairs. This is in reference to us talking about the Screeching Weasel and PX Punk poster. What's up, motherfuckers? Your boy Danny Stairs calling with another complaint. Uh, you guys, why are you making fun of me? That time I modeled for the PXPX Robin thing, you got to point out that I have no package? Come on, guys. I'm a single man. I'm out here trying to get with some ladies, some men. I don't even know. At this point, this many years, I, I, anything. It's, it's warm and has a heartbeat, you know what I'm saying? Anyhow, don't make fun of my small package anymore. Mad Pop for life, motherfuckers. I don't know. I've seen that uh, sparkle unicorn get up you've had on. <laughs> I think you might yeah, have, have something on the on the PX Punk in that image. Yeah, I don't know. You're, you, yeah, you're not leaving You're not leaving <laughs> much to the imagination. Yeah, you get the... You might be a unicorn, but you got that... <laughs> You got that unicorn. Yeah. That that unibone. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> Something. I don't uh, call you the narwhal for nothing. <laughs> I don't know. Yep. Um, Danny Stairs dressed up as a sparkly, bewigged unicorn battle, for the Five battle, Iron Show. Battle, battle dancing, dancing unicorn, unicorn with glitter yes. for a Five Iron Show, in case anybody doesn't know what we're talking about. Yep. Anyway, anyway, um, all right. So when we come back, we are going to tackle Goldfinger's 2017 album, The Knife. The Knife. The <laughs> fucking knife. The knife. Get the fuck get the out fucking, of here. Get that fucking knife. Put that fucking <laughs> knife away. <laughs> we'll be right back. Blacked out again down in Mexico. Pick it up, pick it up. 
Welcome right. to Here in Your Pod Room, <laughs> our Goldfinger Pod. Oh, man. That's the best I could do. You're, you, you, you are on top of me. I don't know why I never think to come up with an album title or a podcast title. Because it is not important. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? It's still, it's still fucking, it's still fucking awesome. It really, um... Yeah, here in your pod room. God, that's so good. <laughs> I'm into it. Um, yes, we are doing The Knife, mm-hmm. which came out 2017, yep. features our boy Mike Herrera right. on bass. And uh, background vocals. And those background vocals. So uh, he he joined back in... 2016 it sounds right I, I believe um this is the part of the podcast <laughs> that is the if, bond film sure that is not mike what, was in that too yes mike was actually uh he was first chosen over sean connery <laughs> right for uh for that uh role but yeah. he's a chick magnet but then but then they discovered that Mike wasn't born yet, right, so yeah. they had to go with Sean Connery. It was a weird glitch. Yeah, it was unfortunate. It was it was like it was one of those dark timelines. They just you know. Um, anyway, yeah. So Mike joined in 2016, okay. playing bass um, and backing vocals, as did Travis Barker and Philip Sneed. So. This was minus John Feldman. This was it's a completely new band. Yeah. Um, because they hadn't they hadn't released a record in nine years. Nine years, yeah. So I mean, if I were uh if I were in Goldfinger and we hadn't released a, an album in nine years and uh Feldy was going around, you know, pumping out album after album with other bands. Yeah. I'd be like, fucking... T- <laughs> hey, Feldy. Hey, Feldy. Get where's the, fuck the, get the fucking... Uh, get out of the fucking <laughs> studio, bro. Yeah. I mean, so they formed in 94, and then they sort of had a hiatus from 2008 on. They weren't sure that they'd put out new records. John Feldman, somewhat famously in the kind of punk world, became a, a producer produced a ton of bands tons tons uh, tons famous vegan yes. animal rights dude yeah uh and then yeah i think my understanding is that when the new lineup formed um they kind of got energized and he wanted to do some new stuff so yeah july 21st 2017 on rise records um should we i mean this is this is brave new territory for us this is our first Non MXPX. I mean, we did a Five Iron interview, but you know, full other album deep dive. I mean, um, the only reason we're doing this is because <laughs> Mike is Mike is in technically a Goldfinger. <laughs> it's true member. He's um, credited uh, as a songwriter on four of the tracks. He's, um, and he, you know, he sings them BGVs. <laughs> he does. So, should we? I mean, should we talk a little bit about our history with Goldfinger? Sure, go for it. Why don't you? Why don't you start? I mean, 
I was a, a pretty big fan of those first two records. I think like most people, um, the self-titled and, and hangups, uh, right. Those are the first two. Um, I mean, there's songs for nightclubs. I don't know what that is. That sounds like remixes or something. I don't, I don't know what that is. <laughs> well, the bigger Goldfinger fans out there can scream at me for being wrong right now. Um, but yeah, I, I, I liked those records. I, I don't even think that's an, an actual Goldfinger album. <laughs> Something might be screwy on Spotify. It's my favorite Goldfinger song. This is not Goldfinger. <laughs> um, um, somebody might want to get on the Goldfinger uh, page on Spotify. Yeah, some riffraff going on. And out. check out whatever the fuck this is. <laughs> What the they went, fuck is It was a real that? sophomore slump. They went in a real weird direction. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I maintain the first two records. Um, yeah, and like any uh, kid who heard Here in Your Bedroom when it came out, mm-hmm. you know I learned that bass line immediately. I mean, that's so great. So, ready for it? Show us how you do it today, Mike. This was a junior high jam for me. Um, so yeah, I, I had friends who I have friends who are super into them and you have, have always you been. Have friends? I have a couple friends couple. besides you and Harriet um, <laughs> that have always been big Goldfinger heads, and I've always liked them but not loved them. Um, so I don't know. I, you know, we'll get into this. The record is very produced sounding um but that didn't necessarily throw me because to me that's kind of they've always kind of been produced sounding like not in the way that they are in this new album um but i think it didn't necessarily throw me because their sound has always been a little poppier i mean they've always kind of been leaning into the pop song brand which they do big time on this album so i don't know what do you what do you think what's your history so i was never a a goldfinger fan i was familiar with them because i mean i was familiar i've heard of them in high school um but i was less than jake and real big fish suicide machines fan uh aquabats uh those were the ska band, uh, and uh, obviously five irons, yeah. supertones. I mean, Goldfinger was a little different because they didn't have like a horn section. They were more ska punk, and then they would have horn features sometimes. But well, I mean, that was the same with uh, Suicide Machine. Suicide right? Machines, yeah. they, like um, the horn features were rarer for Suicide and, Machines. And, and but... same and, and uh, Op Ivy and Rancid. Sure, yeah. They were. I mean, Rancid was more street punk, but they had some of that that. Yeah scoff flavor to yeah. at times um but i never i only ever heard um superman and here in your bedroom on the radio her eyes were hazel her name was mabel that one oh that's a jam <laughs> you gotta listen to that one later <laughs> which which song is that mabel mabel baby see here like i just didn't <laughs> i didn't listen to them they sure. weren't they weren't one of my 
Um, like I'm fam- I, like I remember the iconic artwork with the yeah. the big titted Amazon <laughs> alien woman, sure, uh, chasing the dude, um, and the the stomping ground cover with them like and destroying Japan. Mm-hmm. Like those those were like album covers. I was like. Oh yeah, I I I remember seeing those when I was in high school. Songs for nightclubs cover. <laughs> Great one. I don't like if okay, so guys go to Goldfinger on Spotify and figure out what the fuck <laughs> this Oh, it's Danish. Uh, that Sony, makes sense. Sony Music Entertainment. Oh, oh. Little mug for my band. This song is called Sugar Daddy. Sure. So those Danes get down. I mean, I'm into this, whatever it is. It's great stuff. Blood in my Ooh, veins? Sure. Let's do a pot about these guys instead. Sick-ass bass, bro. When you are in Copenhagen and shit is getting weird. <laughs> yeah, the songs for the Copenhagen nightclubs. Where my Copenhagen heads at? <laughs> I don't know where where are uh, Danish our Danish listeners? Yeah, uh, songs for nightclubs by Goldfinger. This has been a very Scandinavian heavy up. It has been. Uh, how's that universal health care over there, guys? Yeah. Um, how's being the happiest part of the world? Yeah. Every year. Uh, and also ninety nine red balloons. Sure. Those are like the songs. Obviously, the literally their biggest hits. Yeah. Um. So, I, going into this episode. Um, I, you know, I, I think if listeners know anything about me and my takes thus far, yeah, 35 episodes in, uh-huh. they should have, they should be able to make an educated guess at this point in the episode Yeah, where, where I'm going. Sure. But I also feel like I'm usually the negative one, <laughs> so we're we might be swapping roles a little bit. You're goddamn right, we are. <laughs> uh, uh, it's gonna yeah. be an interesting discussion. It's gonna be an interesting discussion. Um, so before before we start, um, I just want to say the one thing that bothers me the most about this record and I mentioned this to you before we started recording Mm -hmm. is the millennial whoop okay right and you said you had not heard no of the millennial whoop uh so this was no no it is not (laughs) just kidding uh that's the drum machine joy whoop (laughs) it is so the millennial whoop is a term that was coined by a uh, a writer. I, I think he's a music critic or something. His name is Patrick Metzger, mm. and this was coined in 2016. And and I found a video um, that compiled some very <laughs> well-known millennial whoops. Okay, and uh. And once you recognize this pattern in songs, and especially how it's been so prevalent in the past, um, especially um, 10 years, uh-huh. 
it, it hit the meteoric rise in the past ten years. Um, but, I can't wait. So yeah, here here's here we go. So what it is explaining in this video is that there's a shift from the fifth note in a scale to the third note and then back to the fifth. Oh, so it's oh. called the 535 five, and it is Yeah. So um he coined this term called So, it's so fucking annoying. <laughs> I like a lot of those songs. <laughs> yes. But here's the thing. Those are individual songs. Sure. But once you think there about them, are, there's a pattern. Yes. There are 13 songs on this album. <laughs> there's a lot of, 12, a lot of whoops. <laughs> 12 of them. I, I counted. No. You don't have to believe it. Because I have I'm, empirical because evidence. I'm telling you. <laughs> That, with the exception of See You Around, every other song has the Millennial Whoop on it you know, in some I, version. I don't know if I mind the Millennial Whoop. <laughs> it it drives me crazy. <laughs> I mean, it also got, think about like Arcade Fire, like, whoa, and like mumford and it became a whole thing in the kind of like indie world yes i know you're just saying it's everywhere it's worship music it's it's like very big or it was several years ago it's lazy (laughs) it the the millennial whoop replaces lyrics Hmm. it it's it is used as a device to get stuck in your head sure and you like you can do that and it can be literally almost any song <laughs> and and sometimes they tack it on to the end of a word sure. that and just elongating the o at the end of the of a word mm-hmm. um and it replaces lyrics or any like so what i have d- discovered about this album is that the choruses are my least favorite part of the, uh, of the interesting. record. I have great chorus on a lot of my notes for these songs. Nope. <laughs> nope. Um, the choruses <laughs> bug me the most. I am on board for the most part Okay. until I get to the chorus. And it's like, whoa, whoa. Yes, yes. <laughs> if, if they did that on like three songs, I would give it a pass. I mean... Twelve songs. <laughs> Like who who is saying to Feldy like, yo Feldy, let's maybe pump the brakes on the on the wo- o- O's Nobody. or the na na nas. He's the he's the producer, baby. Yes, I know. But he, here's here's something discussion. here's something else that's interesting. So I I was curious. So I decided to look at some recent albums produced by um, Feldy. They they sound like and this. Every one that I've listened to. <laughs> 
had the Millennial Whoop in it. <laughs> Albums that he had worked on recently. Blink-182, Good Charlotte, Atreyu, a fucking metalcore band, uh, Mayday Parade, Five Seconds of Summer, The Used. So all these bands of that he has worked with, um, and, and a lot of the times he's not just a producer, but he's he's credited as a songwriter. So he's going into these projects. And, guys, guys, what if? What whoa, if, whoa, whoa. Here, here, just listen to me. Just, just <laughs> hear me out. Hear me out. What if we did a whoa? Oh, that's just what we need. Have, have, you, Thanks, have, you, have you thought about that? Um, so I'm, I'm beginning to wonder <laughs> if Feldy is partially responsible for the perpetu- perpetuation. Perpetuation. The perpetuation of. <laughs> The millennial whoop in, might alter- be. in alternative music, well, because it's it's obviously been there in in a lot of pop music, but yeah. it's it has it become a uh, a standard sure. in a lot of pop music and alternative music, and um, I it I just can't get down with it because I just so. A a a whoa oh or a na 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 every now and then <laughs> is fine, but like if you're using that as the bones of your chorus, I mean it's it's almost like he can't help himself. <laughs> like yeah, it and so now that I've like taking the taken the scales off your eyes, I'm wondering if you will notice it in a different way. Sure. Before, I mean, like going into this album, because I know you said you like the, the choruses, yeah. But I'm wondering if seeing it as a pattern now, yeah, if you'll start hearing it in a way that's like, could something more creative been done <laughs> right here instead? Yeah. Sure. I mean, this is solid research. Thank you for bringing it to the table. I will go in with an open mind. I think. I mean, here's my take. There's no denying that it's very slick, often overblown. It's reverb city up in here. Um, it's, but it's very catchy. And yeah, it's catchy. It's meant to be. I think, I mean, it it largely leans into its ska roots, which I like. I like that they're not shying away from that. Um, and I think. One thing I sort of identified is that a lot of what bothers me about popier pop punk is the vocals. Like, I can't hang on to the whiny vocals. And I've always liked Feldy's voice, and I like it here. So maybe that's one of the things that makes a difference for me. I don't know. But I think we need to start actually going through some whoops, some woe-woes, um, and getting into it. This is funny. There is a... Someone created a millennial whoop uh, playlist on Spotify. It's probably great. All um, the wall bangers. Really don't care by Demi Lovato. Good time by Owl City. Ride by Twenty One Pilots. Oof, Live while we're young by One Direction. Okay, never mind. These are not good. But <laughs> Owl City is a perfect example of what I was just talking about. Where it's just like as soon as I hear his voice, I'm just like, Ugh. like, and this is how we're gonna sing. I'm just like. Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. I mean, <laughs> what do you got? 
I'm a I I get down with Owl City. It's because you're an emo guy. I am emo. I can't abide the whininess. Well, we I don't know. Maybe we'll we'll have to do some Owl City. We'll do an Owl City podcast. <laughs> I don't know about that. Pod City. Um, all right, let's start with a million miles. Oh shit! Is this a punk record? Oh shit! <laughs> Too. Okay. I think this rules. This song this song rules. Okay. Um it's two minutes and five seconds. How you do it? It fucking rules. Th- um the part where they lose me is Go the, the end. Oh. Sure. Unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. But when the unnecessary hey, hey, when those come in, that's it's great. It's great. This song is this song is great. Little ska guitar. And that little that little reverb part there. Yeah. It's great. It's yeah. fucking awesome. But yeah. This is this <laughs> is one of the few songs on the album to me that's like it's so solid, but when the vocals kick in. It like is doubled. just so sure. slick, yeah. and and uh, I really would have liked to have heard his voice yes. more for more upfront and less such tight, yeah, plasticky sounding sure. harmonies. They just sound so they sound so processed. Yeah, I have that as a note on some other songs. I think on this one it doesn't bother me. I mean, the chorus is so great and it's so like the drums fucking rule. And, it just uh, yeah. And it, the the hold on. Unnecessary. They should have ended it. They should have ended it right there and gone <laughs> into the next song. Sure. And just kept that. Sure. Those drums into the it just would have been perfect. I, yeah, I could see either way. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, but I know where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, get what I need. Smash the window of that Northern California house. 
This is my number one. Okay, interesting. This um, it's just such a solid ska punk song. The the horn intro yeah. sells me immediately. Sure. And it's very classic third wave. Sorry, Danny. Dan. Uh, Danny. <laughs> I get the Danny and the Dan confused. There, there are too many. Um, um, if if they yeah. ever meet, we need they need to battle to the death. <laughs> um, one one hates being called Danny, and yet we call him Danny every episode. Danny um, Danny stares does not go by Danny. He explicitly told me. He doesn't like right. Danny, which yet. is why I started calling him Danny. Um, but yeah, the Hortons are very, whatever you want to call it, 90s era ska. Punchy. Um, yeah. I. This is interesting. I feel like the tables are turned a little bit on this one, because what I have in my notes is I love the ska verses. The chorus is too poppy for me on this one. What? Let's hear the chorus. Because it's just, it loses the ska vibe. It's a ska punk song. No, I'm on board for this. When we get to the chorus is when he loses me. See, this to me feels like millennial woe. I don't mind it. It's just like the like... It sounds like... um, What's that pop song from the 90s that's like... Is it like, I love you always forever? No. <laughs> like that kind of thing. <laughs> no. Um, so this, okay, so here's the thing. This album shouldn't be called The Knife. It should be called The Trope. Because in addition. <laughs> I think it should be called My Wife. <laughs> Sorry. Better than nice. ass. <laughs> so it, in addition to the woe-ohs and the na-na-nas in every song, this this song has what literally every punk band has ever a song that every punk band has ever written since the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. And that is everything's going to be all right. Yeah. That is, you, you know, you can swing a stick and hit a punk band that has written a song about how everything's going to be all right. Especially a Scott punk band. Um, I just, there's, there's something about a 50 year old man writing a song <laughs> like that sure. that's like it's a little strange but uh i i'm into this song i'm i don't this part. you'll find everything will be all right <laughs> I lost see i would have thought you would find that too overblown it's fucking but sweet. the drum roll is good the yeah travis just crushes it. He's on a good this drummer. Album. I mean, he's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I definitely like this song. Oh also, shout out. This to... is going to be this is going to be a brutal episode. We're I'm, already. I'm our... sorry, everybody. <laughs> One of our top three is already the same. It's pretty. I know. Good. Well, um, I think we're gonna. I think we're probably gonna disagree. <laughs> uh, Danny Leary. Whoa, little whoa, shout out. <laughs> there is a pop song. Do you know what I'm thinking of? Let me know if All anybody. Of them. I know, but All there's like a them. famous one. Whatever. Uh, little shout out to Twist and Crawl there. Listening to Twist and Crawl per Danny's um, English beat reference a few eps ago. Yep. Anyway, am I deaf?
na-na's instead of the woe-o's. That, the intro really sounds like Everclear to me. Um, this, this, so, yeah, it's very Everclear. I have in my notes that I think this sounds like some 41. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The, especially this part right here at the beginning. I was like trying to figure out. There's just something about this that, that says some 41, but Everclear is, that is, is I a mean, great observation, too. This one, for me, gets a big old meh. Um, the, the, so I, it's probably the song that feels like it's the most introspective and honest song on the record. It's definitely questioning his relevance. Yes. But then he slides from asking legitimate questions about staying relevant as a 50, 51 year old punk rocker and following it up with na na na's. And then millennial na, na, whoops na, 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 in every other song. Sure. So it's it's like, are is there any self awareness about? I mean, like, maybe he's like, this is how you stay relevant. You got to do some whoops. Maybe I guess I don't know, but I, um, yeah, I, this whole thing is just a little too much, too slick for me. I don't know. Yeah, the yeah, it's just like okay. I, don't <laughs> I know. didn't know what was happening there. <laughs> it's so this was the first single. Um, they originally released it in 2013 with like the old lineup and then they re-recorded it once they got the new band. But this was like their big release, like in those years without anything, they put this out. And if I was a Goldfinger fan, I would have been pretty bummed. (laughs) Like, I don't know. This is not, this is not my favorite. No. Um, I, this doesn't do, this doesn't do anything for me. Um, I would much rather listen to Sum 41, which I did today. I was because like, Because you don't know us at all. We left with old people fall. Yeah. What would you expect with the country so small? Heavy metal and multi Let's head down to Tijuana for that Tijuana sunrise. Blacked out again down in Mexico. It is all over the place. It is all You're over correct. the place. You're correct. The bass in this song it's is, nice. is dope. It's, yeah. I, this one is okay for me. Yeah. It's a nice chill ska vibe. Uh, 
it probably is my number four or five. Yeah, it's yeah because In the top I, half. I like the I like the chill. Yeah, and the 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 ohs are kind of in the back a little bit more subdued yeah. than whoa <laughs> they're they're not the chorus sure so uh i i can hang with it a little bit more if the if the chorus on uh track 2 instead of having words was just whoa would you hate it <laughs> okay but you like it cuz it's got words it's it's the same five three five, sure. but you, but but you like that one. <laughs> Everything will be all right. Right, but it's not whoa whoa. So it's... yes, because he wrote words. <laughs> sure, I get it. I get replacing it. words with whoa <laughs> is lazy. Now hear me out. Na na, lazy. <laughs> um, yeah, this one is this one is in Reverb City. I don't need all that reverb. This is fun, though. I mean, if I'm on a beach or <laughs> I'm at so, a bar by the sand, I'm, I'm loving so this. So the one thing I take away from the song that I find most offensive <laughs> is that they're smashing bottles on a reef. Yeah, come on. Fucking not cool, guys. Coral reef is disappearing. Dude, you're... Get it together. Yeah. You better not be... You know, chemical sunscreens or bleaching coral reefs. They're not cool. Know, not cool. Get it together, guys. <laughs> Feldy, I expect more. Ooh, put the knife away. Put the whoop away. so curious to hear your thoughts um so i like this song um but it has the most blatant use of the millennial whoop on this album okay it's my number two okay i love it um (laughs) yeah see i think it sounds great I'm into it. I'm in the crowd. I'm pumping my fist. <laughs> I think it's a great chorus. The gang vocals kick in. I'm into that. Yes. I'm um, I'm like a million miles. I'm, I'm up. I'm on board. Until the slowdown kind of. Until right here. Okay. I get up it. Up until 
2.13, sure. I am on board because it doesn't do anything. Uh, this does nothing for the song. It feels good to me. I no, like it. no. God damn it. There's, uh, like, so Mike uh-huh. Herrera yes. has been able to put out banger after banger of without albums whoa, whoa, whoa. without peppering whoa-oh-ohs. I remember specifically calling out whoa-oh-ohs on Buffalo and I think on Ever Passing maybe even. Yes, every song? <laughs> no. <laughs> sure. It's, it's, okay, I hear so you. I think I'm I more like, of a sucker for it, like okay, the rest of so, America, I guess. Yeah. So I like, I like, um, you know, you, you add salt to flavor something, <laughs> dumping a bottle. It's like a licking bottle. a salt lick. It's like putting an entire bottle of salt into something is not going to make it better. It, you need to just sprinkle it. Whoa, give me that salt. <laughs> salt. Oh, God. Uh, I don't know. Like, I like the song. I'm in. But, I'm super into it. God. This is the second single, by the way. Yeah. Uh, the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, this song is actually fucking rules. But then <laughs> when you listen to it as part of a whole, it sure. ruins it for me. Okay. Because if this song on its own, separate from the rest of the Goldfinger album. Uh-huh. Sure. Because this is the first song I heard off this record. Uh-huh. I don't know, maybe two years ago when it came out, mm-hmm. um, like on Spotify, listening to my, you know, whatever mm-hmm. their recommended tracks were. You're like, that's pretty good. I was like, oh, that's pretty sweet. But now listening to it as a part of a whole. <laughs> There's a formula. I'm just like, it It feels so Put lazy and uninspired. Feels great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a little bit of the like Weezer Rivers Cuomo syndrome. Where he's like, if I perfect the correct algorithm, then I'll get popular. You know what I mean? Well, I mean... Which is not a good way to songwrite. No. And when I, as as I said about about Feldy and, and all the... So Blink-182's California in... in sucks. It sucks. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah. And he's credited as... Uh, the co yeah as one of the co-writers of of that record and why do you think it sucks <laughs> it doesn't so it i'm not okay so feldy is a he's a very competent producer yeah. he can really craft and produce a really tight record but He's it. It seems to me he, like he's trying. He's trying to write yeah. hits. That's what I mean by the rivers thing. Like there's a formula you plug in, and so it's almost like he wrote an album of thirteen songs, thinking one of these in the, gonna form, make is it. the formula is going to. I be, mean, he's not wrong. Like he's trying to. He's playing the odds. Sure. I yes. I get all that. Um, but I think he, I think he knows what he's doing when it comes to crafting a pop song. I mean, (laughs) but I certainly agree. Just, just don't let me go. (laughs) That's the next song. (laughs) 
Is this uh, Blink-182? Maybe. I'm feeling this. <laughs> Sending out another SOS Cause my head is such a mess And no one offers any help. I'm on board. I'm on board right now. Sure. Cause my head is such a mess. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Don't let me go. Don't let me go. Don't let me go. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Don't let me go. Don't let me go. Don't let me go. Listen up to Santa comeback song. They uh, recorded this one in a cave, apparently. <laughs> There's so much reverb. Yeah, this is this is a 21 Pilots song. Well, there literally is a member of 21 Pilots on one of the tracks later. Did you know that? I didn't know that. No. Well, yeah, that's the territory we're in. Yeah, no, it does. If if I told if I told you that this was a new 21 Pilots song, I mean, you... I'd be like, I don't like them, so this is an improvement over that. But I hear you. What I wrote down was that I would have liked it if it were stripped down. Like, I would like to hear a more basic ska version John of this Potter, song. John Potter, you're... <laughs> what? <laughs> you, you... Okay. <laughs> so... Tell me. The song we listened to before uh-huh. was Put the Knife Away. Uh-huh. That was slick as fuck yeah <laughs> and and you're like oh this, uh, this needs to be more stripped down well you like the poppiest slickest <laughs> songs on this record so far but those are the big fast poppy hook songs this one is like it feels like a nice kind of ska song but it's just too much. This for is me. Tijuana Sunrise 2.0. Yeah, not, not done as well. Agreed. Um, I love a trombone solo though. I'm in. I'm in for that. Um, yeah, hit me with that. Whoa. <laughs> Are you seeing this? I'm yet? seeing it. Are you I, seeing it? I. I mean, I totally hear you. The, the like, don't let me go. <laughs> but that's a good song. <laughs> That's a good one, too. This is a great song. <laughs> I like churches. Um, and, you, and the one before this was Owl City and Carly Rae Jepsen. I know, I know. I think I realized. <laughs> I just heard the Carly vocals, and that triggered a nice thing in my brain. Um, <laughs> but the catchy pop chorus of the, like, don't let me go. I mean, that could be a big hit pop song, that little. I like that. Um It features Takahiro Moriuchi of One OK Rock, which is a a Japanese pop punk band. (laughs) So there you go. Um, And that's all I got to say about that. All right. Well, then let's move on to Snooze Fest. (laughs) Wait a second. This is Beacon. Is this poison? (laughs) Yeah!
That's fine. I like that bass part right there. I like that. I really like the poisoning. When it starts, I'm like, oh shit, we are in for some fun. And then it's just kind of like pretty well, straight ahead. Yeah, it's, it's a boring song. Um, so I just want to take use the seventh track for the seventh inning stretch and say, I know I'm not making any friends on this on this record and <laughs> people, on this episode. I think people like this album. Yeah, I'm. I know I'm not making any friends, but I'm sorry. I sorry, not sorry. I didn't grow up listening to Goldfinger. This album has its moments, um, but I I think it just has. It's just it's lazy and it bothers me. <laughs> It really, really bothers me. It's a me. good pull quote for the cover. <laughs> it's lazy and it bothers me. Magnified pun. I I think... You bother me. You fuck it the fuck. No, like, Mike... Play, I, 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 what I wish is I wish they had... There were more Mike moments. Yeah. Like, he, he shines through on the... Tijuana Sunrise, the Don't Let Me Go, the this sort of slow, like jammy, uh, uh-huh. ska ska songs, and I think they're, I wanted him to be more utilized. So here's the thing: after I listened to this album a bunch, I needed a palate cleanser, and uh-huh. I listened to the self-titled record and fucking just the mxpx self-titled record yeah okay (laughs) and i yeah mxpx self-titled not the goldfinger self-titled which also is good uh um (laughs) the i so i listened to the mxpx self-titled and i was just rocking the fuck out and and i was just like man mike's bass work need like i wish they had some more yeah they they used his um his <laughs> his skills more this is the set opener it's always going to be better than my life story <laughs> we've heard this one enough i mean how dare you <laughs> this is better than I mean, anything never, on the knife well i'd certainly co-sign that um i mean yeah I, it's especially kind of surprising actually for Goldfinger being a bass heavy band, like I talked about with Here in Your Bedroom and those yeah. ska releases that relied so much on those bass riffs. I, I was expecting a little more bass solo action, but this is what I'm saying. And especially when you have Mike fucking Herrera. <laughs> Mr. Bassface. Mr. Bassface. He slap he slap at the bass big time. This uh, big time. We've done that and and Borat several times this episode, so we're crushing it. Um, this Wait, album. I, 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 that's the that is the first "I love you, man" reference. I've said "slap in the bass" multiple times on this pod in the Did past. You? In the not past? on the, not on this episode. Oh. So you're good. You're good. No, okay. Um, so you're talking about on. The... Um, big it, time. <laughs> big time. Big time. I was like that because Rashida Jones actually does like a good Jamaican slap impression. in the bass. <laughs> Stop off the bus. <laughs> Let's do a rush up. Um, this album has an 82 uh, score on uh, Metacritic. So false. I think most people do like it. Anyway, am I, I am I okay? There has got to be somebody out there listening. Yeah. Who is 
who is he here's this I mean I'm mostly with you as a whole uh-huh. that like Mike is a better songwriter than Feldy um I mean no objectively no I'm I agree with you but I think other people <laughs> would not no that's fine uh, like I I guarantee there for people... us like of course no but like I so I can I can like I can uh, uh, you know make an assessment of songwriting capabilities sure like obviously there are within the punk universe I think Mike is among one of the most prolific yeah. punk pop punk songwriters I think um uh, as he's as he's aged in his career Mike has gotten significantly better yeah and um in my limited experience with Goldfinger this is this album feels like like I said rolling the dice trying to play the odds sure. about trying to write a hit why else make 12 songs with the woes in it I mean, and oh, trying to get one to land sure um yeah I, I don't know how to respond to that I don't know I, I don't know that Feldy could pull off a tumble down we'll leave it at that <laughs> he couldn't pull off a tumble down he couldn't pull off an Arthur uh, he couldn't pull off cooties. I'm standing up for my boy Mike here. I know he's a member of this band, um, but my critiques of this album have everything to do with the songwriting sure. of the lyrics and, and the woes, well. which I am assuming Mike wasn't being like, hey, Feldy, I know this is your territory, but... Hear me out. What if? How about a few more? How many few more woes? And and instead of the woes, how about the na na nas? We throw some fucking na na nas in there. Well, you know what sounds good to me is this next song. Who's laughing now? certainly hear you um i think it needed to be more stripped down i think not on this one no give it all to me you're so you're so inconsistent because this one is like it's a fun fast pop ska sound i was so i if honestly this is honestly 
if no, it feels wrong to say that on a Goldfinger. <laughs> All right. Honestly. 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 Um. Ser- but if they if they removed seventy five percent of the <laughs> woes and and non and yeah, it'd be fine. Like I'm, I like I said at the very beginning of this episode, or at least of this segment, I am on board for sure. the most part until the chorus. Okay, and it I love this chorus. Fucking ruin, ruins it. <laughs> I think if it's a they, great. Like somebody needs to go through and edit out the woes. <laughs> that and, can be your project. <laughs> no, I. That's. I have listened to this album enough. I, Thank you. No, I. Um. It just like. I don't know. It just it. I don't know. Maybe I'm one of, maybe I'm one of the people that's like. It just it doesn't do anything for me. Sure. That that series of five three fives it doesn't I do it, anything I, for me. It must do something for a lot of people because it hits me in a sweet spot and it feels nice. <laughs> so there's there is a song. Um, I don't know if it's. Maybe it's this next song, or I think it might be this next song, where they don't resolve the woe. Okay. It's the woe, and they Just don't. Leaves it there. And they they and you do, like they, that? they no. Oh. No, here's the, what I'm saying is to your point that oh I see there, there's something it feels that unsatisfied. it feels it feels unsatisfying, <laughs> while the five three five feels mm-hmm. satisfying mm-hmm. because it because it resolves there's something about the the five three or the three whatever it is where it's like it it yeah it hurts that it's not resolved so it's almost even worse sure (laughs) i mean yeah i think i'm just a sucker for a shout along chorus they got the gang vokes in there this one also goes into kind of harder territory later and it almost feels like fistful of sand reminiscent to me Five Rand song. See where they're like building it up. Yeah, dude. This feels so great to me. (laughs) Would you be on board without that? Without that? That is literally what I just said. I know. <laughs> if they, if he came up with something, Where were you in the what like it, what it's song. doing is that it's replacing lyrics sure. or instruments. Okay. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. I, if you had a trombone, like. Something that that took effort. Like an organ or something. And if if there were like. 50% less of those on the record. Sure. It would almost be bearable, but <laughs> but but what I'm saying is 10 the first 10 songs have uh-huh. this. Yeah. I w- it's I w- it's almost like a parody. Yeah. I I didn't notice it. I notice it now. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I hear maybe you, there's though. maybe there's something broken in my brain. <laughs> no, I think you're right. I mean, I I get it. But it works for me. I don't know. Like, okay, so we've done all three of mine. That was my number three. We we've only gotten, done two have, of yours, yes, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm very curious about what the other one is. Perhaps it's say it out loud. So this this is what is 
what is the name of uh the weezer song that this is a ripoff of no um <laughs> fuck <laughs> it's are you gonna be my girl by jim uh-huh. so let me let's let's start with say it loud say it out loud uh-huh. not say it loud say it out loud yeah <laughs> say it loud as mxpx okay Okay, All right, now, this? Weezer's If You're Wondering If I Want You To. Pretty similar. <laughs> it's a tried and true top rock trope. Yep. Perhaps. All right. <laughs> Very similar. The moon was shining. I oh, said, are you going to be, be my girl? Is <laughs> See, this is the thing where there's something about, and this is partially why I think the um, the five three five works is because there's something about it that resolves that feels pleasurable. Sure, this feels but pretty pleasurable to me. It doesn't to me because the world it doesn't. But then it goes straight into do, 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 it doesn't do, do. resolve, and so I just it, lo- I mean the chorus is so hooky. The like. Say it out loud, say it out loud. That's kind of another version of the 535, I guess. Yeah. But, like, I, I don't know. This is probably my number four. <laughs> Ripoffs notwithstanding. Like, yeah. it just feels like this feels like it should have been a single to me. I'm surprised that it wasn't. <laughs> it's very similar. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And, um,. Say it out loud. <laughs> Say it out loud. Say it out loud. Well, I said, are you going to be my jet? <laughs> She's my little orthodontist Ooh. girl living in a sterile world. Andrew is shaking his head. <laughs> Whoa. Rubber glove, paper mask glove. She's my little ortho girl. I'm feeling this. Your eyes like two drinks of water, and I'm thirsty, baby. I dream about what your mouth is. He's burying his head in his hands.
we should stop okay. this before you just oh <laughs> smash this table. All I wrote in my notes was no. Fuck this. Um, I wrote fine, silly slash winky, which is your favorite mode. This is no. like couldn't wink any harder. This is this is this is not even <laughs> winking. I don't. So so. so no. That's all I said. Is all I said was no. Oh, um, no. But this is what I don't understand about this song. Um, uh-huh. Like, so he he goes to an orthodontist. <laughs> I mean, he wants her to be in his mouth. That's no, all. okay, no. But <laughs> an orthodontist is different than a hygienist, right? An orthodontist ortho- is like purely like braces and stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, I feel like an orthodontist is something like it. It's focused on some sort of a you you had some sort of a um, a procedure or something or or surgery or something like that. Yeah. Um, or it's focusing on something in that realm. A hygienist is is different <laughs> than a dentist than an orthodontist. I mean, they're all different things. Dentist and hygienist don't have the same anamana. Piac orthodontist feel. Yeah, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I know, I I know what you're saying is that orthodontist. She's my little hygienist girl. Yeah, it. But I hear you. <laughs> Perhaps he needs braces. Some adults it, do. <laughs> that's true. Um, Maybe Feldy Feldy needs to get them chompers straightened. I know uh, Gwen Stefani had <laughs> braces for a while. I don't know. Scott Punk. Um. This one features Josh Dunn of 21 Pilots slapping those skins. God damn it. (laughs) You cannot escape it. I can't. Until, if you don't have anything else to say about this song. Driving down this road I know so well Street lights just came on Sunstained sky horizon fell Emo as fuck. Ooh. Is this you too? song with no woe-ohs. So, by default, it makes no, your list. No, but here's... No, it's the fucking Where the Streets Have No Names guitar. Uh-huh, it sounds great. So fucking good. Yeah. And Mark... Uh, the, Mark Hoppus on this song 
Sounds so good. It sounds like an Alkaline Trio song, too. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like a U2 Alkaline Trio song. Yeah. And I'm 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 really into it. We're and all it's over also the... it's also you're probably like, it's so emo, yeah, fuck it's emo. It's too much for it's, me. And I'm into it. <laughs> yeah. So into it. It's a tough opening for me. Like it feels just so emo. <laughs> and what do you have against emo? <laughs> it just feels like embarrassing and cringy to me. <laughs> this and... this song is embarrassing and cringy. Well I mean Orthodontist Girl is is a beautiful statement about <laughs> he wants her gloved hand inside him um the chorus she's inside him the the chorus is huge right the chorus is so huge and emo it sounds it all sounds good and catchy but it's just like a little too much for me <laughs> like it's just too much This is why I feel like we're all over the map. Because for this one, I'm like, it's too much, it's too overblown. And you're like, no, this is where it's good. <laughs> See, I don't need the, I don't need these vocals. This one, again. Wow. No, no, don't. Tonight. This is the one song without it. Um, so don't you dare. Don't you dare ruin it for me. Um, but this is another one that I'm like, I'm surprised it wasn't a single, especially with Mark Harpus on it. Right? It should have been... This is the this is their wreck your ho- Wrecking Hotel room For song. real. Those U2 riffs. I mean, yeah, if I heard this live, I would be very happy. Yeah, well, let's just listen to it. <laughs> See, this is like, I don't know, something about this reminds me of like, I took a couple pills, <laughs> like that, that vibe. <laughs> Which, oh. I mean, that feels great. Oh man, my that. penis is floating right now. <laughs> Just like those ethereal guitar notes. God, my penis is a balloon. <laughs> um, it's, it's lifting off. Another great pull quote for the cover. Ooh, lift off. And what, what the fuck is what this? What year is this? It's time for lift off. I've been holding on to the floor. Everybody's come to watch the show. <laughs> This is a Jason Mraz song. Okay. I, I put Maroon 5, but I no. think you're more correct. No, it's... I. Are you ready? <laughs> Let's hear it. Are you ready for it? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty similar. No. <laughs> <laughs> five tried to be giving it my best. This yeah. and that that's going to stop me. Yeah. Divine intervention. <laughs> I reckon it's again my turn. To win some or learn some, but I won't. Yep. Hey, it's a take no more, no more. 
seconds till we're the end of the world then. <laughs> it's again the like. I mean, in Goldfinger's defense, I like this a lot more. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is real tough. Another tough opening for me. It feels yeah. very weird. But as you said, some sick bass lines. Yep. Into that. Yep. Overall, I think it's fine. I don't know. The chorus is fun. So this one has Nick Hexum of 311, and the sound is just, it's that very big, dumb 311 sound. So like, I give a pass to that sound because it's a good time. I don't know. I'm having, I'm having a good time. <laughs> Andrew is disappointed in me. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Go to your room. <laughs> I like I, I like a big dumb 311 sound. We're we're throwing our hands back and forth on the beach. Haven't you know. we had enough of that this evening? <laughs> well, we've only got one more, and it's my least favorite song on the album. Oh my god. Mila. Feeling this. I think we can agree that uh, that Feldy heard Blink 182's self-titled record in 2005 or I six. Mean, it's and a great like, record. And and he's like, "All right, I'm like, I'm feeling this." The like the drum sound that's muffled really made an impression. Where do we go from here? Is leaving the room. two minds about it because I am not into it. And it's also about his daughter, which is nice. It's a little song for um, her. Do you know who wrote the most superior song about... <laughs> the H-Pom? The H-Pom. Oh, yeah. He was throwing balls and... <laughs> Worried about what he was gonna, what was going to happen when he was dead. Yeah. His family going to look up in the sky and think about him. Yeah. He... So Mike wrote Moments Like This, a very touching song about his family and about his yeah. children. He wasn't like, sailor, 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 sailor. Roads, road fucking roads, you're so fucking sweet, and I like to tell you all the oh, nicknames man. that I came up with. It should with. have been like a nice little, I don't know, B-side or something he recorded just for his family, because it's sweet, but it's like, I don't need it. It also feels really personal in yeah. a way that's like it's too very, personal. Yeah, not in keeping with the rest of the album. No, like it the moment moments like this feels very like sweet and touching without being like I wanna squeeze you and I always wanna kiss you. Um and <laughs> It's just kind of a bummer. <laughs> 
then it, it goes into kind of lullaby mode later, like slowed down. Yeah. Like, yeah. so when I listened, like, to be honest, I didn't know this was about his daughter until I looked it up. Me too. And I felt better about it after that. I didn't. <laughs> it I made a little wanna, more sense. I always want to squeeze you. I want to squeeze my kids, hold them close. <laughs> That's not weird. That's normal. <laughs> I, <laughs> He's giving me a pain face right now. I don't know. I okay. I don't have kids, but if I I don't know. Maybe. Um, maybe you just weren't squeezed enough. You're my little angel. You're my turtle dove. I mean, it sucks. My... Like it's not good. <laughs> but I think squeezing is okay as a parenting idea. <laughs> So, okay, here, here's, this is why I gave you that face. <laughs> um, when I think, my, my first thought went to grabbing ass. Okay, well, that's or, not where my or, went. Well, um, well, it's because I always want to squeeze you, I know, I always want to kiss you, girl. Because you're always because squeezing asses. I, I'm always squeezing asses, but, but also... You know I always want to kiss you, girl, is not a line someone says about their child. It's a little weird. I mean, I want to kiss my... I don't know. You know, you're you're my world, my baby pearl. (laughs) Baby pearl is a tough one. It's a tough line. (laughs) Yeah, I don't... don't... You showed up and changed my life. These don't sound... (laughs) Bullshit. These don't sound like lines written about a kid. I mean, I don't know. I just... I think this should have been like a secret song or something. This, this, track. Shouldn't, this shouldn't have been a released song. <laughs> yeah, maybe like a nice online bonus or something. Orthodontist Girl and Mila <laughs> yeah. should not If you cut have... them, I would have been fine with that. Yeah, make it an 11, tracks, uh, 11 track album like MXPX. Yeah. And you would have um, saved five minutes and it would have been a solid 34 minutes and... Throw a few more whoa whoa whoa's on there. Jesus Christ. Uh, got a good album. <laughs> well add add more whoa o's into let's just replace all the words with whoa o's and na na na's. Na 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 you want a sunrise. Na 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 put the knife away. Na 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 Once again, when you send your hate mail, I'm the one that talks like this. <laughs> and Andrew's the other one. Don't mistake oh, I us. I am John Potter. I <laughs> this hate album this. sucks. <laughs> so. uh, I don't know. I thought this was going to be an interesting discussion. I'll see what people think. I, I thought it was fun to go through. I think you hate it way more than I do. <laughs> I, wouldn't um, even, I wouldn't even say I hate it. You're just not inspired. I think it's I think it's uninspired and boring. Yeah, sure. Well, like I it's there are like if someone said <laughs> no, I was going to say something mean <laughs> as opposed to the other mean stuff I right. said. It's been so positive up until now. Uh, up until this point, but I was going to say like I'm at a point in my life where I like I don't care about like if if someone likes Goldfinger great if someone listens to goldfinger and is inspired and happy and yeah. and and goes to a goldfinger concert and is like fuck yeah this the knife this album rules Whoa. 
and they're like, I want more woes. I want more whoops. Then like, cool. But when I listen to this album, I have a, an objectively different, sure, uh, visceral experience with mm-hmm. the record. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going. To, I'm not. But at the same time, I'm not going to hold my standard of sure. enjoyment and experience. Um, to anybody else. Yeah. And I knew going into this episode that I was going to be significantly more negative than I have been in a long time. Since before everything, maybe. Since before (laughs) everything and after it was probably the most. And that was a fucking long time (laughs) ago. Like 20 episodes. No, more than that even. More than that. Um, Yeah, what... What episode? I'm gonna. I'm curious what episode that was. That was episode eight. Yeah. That was 27 <laughs> episodes ago. Um, and I feel like I've been fairly positive yeah. about almost everything. Well, secret weapon. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we'll say. So we'll say 25 episodes ago. Sure. Um. Uh. So yeah, I. I don't, I don't relish in, and, I, and one of the, re- John and I almost didn't do this episode because yeah. I was concerned <laughs> about how negative I would be, uh-huh. but I do think that there are moments on this record that are, there are some high points, Yeah, but, um, I think it could have been better. Yeah. It could have been better because well. of just some unnecessary bullshit. <laughs> They, they're no MXPX, but Correct. I, I've enjoyed doing pod, a deep dive into pod finger here in your pod room this week. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's funny. Our buddy Tyler, who's been on the pod before, mm-hmm. huge Goldfinger fan. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> he and has they, questionable judgment. <laughs> they came to town probably two years ago when this album came out and I was so close to going and I waffled and at the last minute I didn't, he went and he was like, it was super fun and I haven't really regretted it until now. And I'm like, I wish I would have gone to that because I had fun digging into this. I, I don't disagree really with the vast majority of what you're saying. It's just, it's a different vibe. And like I said, if MXPX put out this record, I would feel very differently, but different kind of band. Um, it was fun to step away from the boys in MXPX for a bit and, and look at something else. And if, I don't know. If so, if Mike started writing, whoa, in the next album, how would you feel? You know, I'm here for his, his experience. I don't know. John, look at me. <laughs> I think we know the answer, which is it would be before everything and after, and we would all be bummed out. Yeah. Um, but I mean, this is a great song. <laughs> Are we just gonna listen to good Goldfinger songs now? <laughs> I mean, this certainly sounds less polished. Yes. Yeah. And and there are also no. <laughs> yeah, true. But I feel like it. It still feels similar somehow to me. No, Andrew disagrees. <laughs> I don't know what it is. His voice is not scrubbed clean. That's true. And it's not produced. It's it doesn't feel plastic. Yeah. Yeah. 
and he also he he has this um, James Hetfield. Yeah. 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 I almost Ooh. wonder. Yes. <laughs> sure. Mabel, give me five. Give me that which I desire. Ooh. Um, I wonder Ooh. if Superman, <laughs> if Goldfinger fans feel the way that some XPX fans do, where if they did like a more polished version of that now, people would be into it. You know, like interesting. What we've said pretty much is we don't really like when they scrub up the old songs, but Mabel, maybe. Another good one. This was was a cool thing to do if you were 13 and had a bass, let me tell you. (laughs) Um, I think it's time to call it. (laughs) I agree. We talked about this album for a long time. I didn't think we would, and yet... For over an hour and a half, we talked about this album... Well, I'm very curious to hear what people have to say. You can share those thoughts when you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, as Andrew said earlier in the app, go ahead and give us a rating and review. It really helps us out. Um, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can email us. Sure. Magnifiedpod at gmail.com. It's true. Or leave us a voicemail. 872-762-4763. 872-7-MAG-POD. If you'd like to support us and hear even more Goldfinger takes, Jesus, <laughs> you can follow us at patreon.com slash magnified pod. Not follow us, but go there and support us. <laughs> um, and as usual, in the next episode, we don't really know what we're going to do. But uh, whatever we do, it'll be about time for a podcast at our house. And it wouldn't be the same without you. So join us, won't you? Driving down this road I know <laughs> so well. just came on. My favorite U- it's my favorite U2 song of 2017 since Don't Walk Away at least. When did The Edge join Goldfinger? <laughs> He's in that supergroup lineup. <laughs>